Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, here you see a punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Andy, and joining me is my other co-host coming down off tour is uh the man, the myth, the reality, Q Flow Flow the rookie. <laughs> I don't know what tour I was going on, but we here, man. Man, you was on that, <laughs> you was on that Camaro Flow tour, man. That world, that, that neighborhood tour. Ah, uh, yeah. cut it out. Yeah, man, he was over there, man. He was dropped. I, I heard you won the award, so congratulations to the people out there in the public. I don't know what the award is, but you won something. Oh no, no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I just won that. Uh, every Friday they do this critique thing, and if you get song of the night, you get playlisted. And I, I just happened to win that night. It was it was dope though, man. It was dope. Um, oh snap! Okay. Yeah. So I just dropped the song. Rant like I had to drop the song though, because it was it, it's a it's a weird situation that it's it's gonna take some time to talk about. So gotcha. Let's just look. But yeah, I appreciate that though. Thank, thank oh yeah, and congratulations today. So yeah. My man Q flows out there doing big things, but I'm glad you know you know you here to talk about talk a little bit about some wrestling. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad to, glad, glad to have you back. I, I trust me, I know wrestling ain't been the most entertaining thing going on in nah, 2020. Yes, it has. Uh, I've what? been loving this, uh, Thunderdome? This Uso stuff. Oh, I, I knew it. I knew he was going to be loving the Reigns Uso oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Because you know I want them boys to go heel. Yeah, yeah back right. to being heel, back when it was good, you know. Yo, all all that thug crying on SmackDown. I said, I know he loving all this. I hate you. <laughs> uh, that Joe's great. Uh, so welcome back to the No Gimmick City Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we, we, this before we we got a couple of things to talk about uh, today. Obviously, um, to, to, to play catch up on, and certain things more opinion based. But first, uh, let's give a shout-out to SpacesPhilly.com. Make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com. And uh, check out the you know the, the black podcast they got over there from the Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror War show, especially around Halloween just past us. And check out both sides and the Market Dark show. Check out the Nerd Coalition's content over there as well, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gags and Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues. Make sure you guys also... 
Uh, check out all of us on all your podcast apps such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, and many, many more. Podbean, us we're on all that kind of stuff. Then make sure you guys, if you like, listen to us on YouTube. Uh, listen to the snippets. You guys can check out the YouTube Premium. But full podcasts will be on all the podcast apps if you guys are looking for that. And uh, wait, but before it's getting colder outside, y'all, it really is getting a little bit colder. So what y'all need to do is two things. One, you need to put a hoodie on. And the best way you can do that is you got to go to therealnerdcoalition.com. Make sure you go to the, com to buy your NC Studios hoodies, your NC Level Up hoodies, your retro hoodies, your no gimmicks needed wrestling pop podcast hoodies but also man look y'all can't remember no matter what happens we still part of this pandemic man we're gonna be part of this pandemic for a little bit more months to come since we're going through the second wave so how do you fight the second wave of the covid out there i'll tell you how y'all fight it y'all gotta get y'all nerd coalition studio mask man nerd coalition studio mask nerd coalition level up mask we are all out there make sure y'all guys fight covid19 uh, Nerd Coalition style and get your mask on out there. But that's not the only apparel we got on there, man. You guys got to check out Q-Flow, the War Drum, stuff that we got over there as well, such as the Layover. You know, say I got my Layover hoodie and I got my Nerd Coalition Studios hoodie. So I'm already ready for the fall and the winter time. But I need y'all to go out there and be fly as well. Also check out uh, Q-Flow's hot album from 2019, The War Drum, that's on TheRealNerdCoalition.com. And the man got more projects out there. So Q-Flow, real quick, just tell them where they can get, you know, the quick projects for Q-Flow or anything new that's coming out. Oh, yeah. Um, y'all can, wherever y'all listen to y'all music, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, uh, YouTube, wherever you listen to your music, it's all there. Okay, that's good, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I make sure, you know, the bills and get that stuff out the way and everything like that. So let's go uh, real quick. I, I know this first topic you are going to be a little bit unfamiliar with. So I'll take the driver's seat. But uh, over the weekend, we just lost uh, another wrestling icon. Tracy Smothers passed away at the age of 58. He was uh, suffering from, uh, oh, I don't, I want to make sure I get this right because, uh, what was it? It was a uh, lymphoma, I believe it was that he was suffering from. That it wasn't terminal when he was diagnosed in, in it because in November of last year. But then uh, he died. He died almost about a year later at the age of fifty-eight. So I, I don't know if it was a d- disease related to that. I don't know if he caught COVID and it heightened the thing up because a lot of times people got to say something. Uh, COVID deaths. It's just like AIDS deaths. And what I mean by that is, if you die from COVID, just like if you die from AIDS, they don't put on your death certificate, this person died from COVID or died from AIDS. They die from complications because, you know, you when you catch AIDS, it, it, it breaks your immune system down. So that means you could catch pneumonia and die or a cold and die, you just got nothing to fight it off with. So you never know that if, if, if COVID came in the picture, if this man's illness got worse because there's nothing to protect his body, if that was the case. So there'd just be, uh, you know, a, a respect there. Tracy Smothers was, uh, I, I grew up watching WCW. 
So he he was in WCW from 1990 to like 1992, like that early 90s. I started watching in 1992, so he was right before me. I, I'm thinking this is the the Bill Watts era and stuff from from, from the 90s and 1992 stuff. Like that. Actually, I think that Bill Watts is maybe 92 and a little bit down, but uh, he was there and uh, he had. Uh, he was in a tag team. I forgot what the tag uh, the tag team uh, was, but uh, he was he was there. And then I know they had a little rivalry with Doom, which was the Ron Simmons Butch Reed tag team at the time. And, uh, so he did a, a little bit of things there. He uh, he had, he was in uh, the Southern Boys was the name, and then they went against the Fabulous Freebirds at Clash of Champions a couple of times in the early '90s. So a lot of, a lot of things that he has been more famous for. But the WCW things were the times that were when I didn't even know what wrestling was. Actually, I was, you know, I was, what, three, four years old at that time before I started watching it in 92. Then in 92, when he left, he went to Smoky, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I didn't watch any of the Smoky Mountain Wrestling stuff. So that, that was the Jim Cornette promotion that, that he came up with uh, back in the, in the 90s. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about Smoky Mountain. At that time, it was... WCW, WWF, and WWF at that time didn't have Raw until 93 because he was watching Superstars or Tuesday Night Titans and stuff like that, so he wasn't watching Raw yet. Uh, he did make a, a, a return. He did, he did come to WWE or WWF in 96, 97, right when we're at the end of the New Generation era, just on the bridge going over to the Attitude Era. And they, he came in as a uh, Freddie Joe Briscoe, which was uh, or was it, excuse me, Freddie Joe Floyd, which was a rib that Vince did on him to uh, make fun of uh, their front office official Freddie Joe Briscoe and Gerald Floyd Briscoe. And he came from Bowlegs, Oklahoma, which was a weird. I don't even want to go to that state or <laughs> go 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 wherever it is that. Uh, you know, made fun of him there, and he he was mostly doing dark matches. And then had a couple of uh, matches like on Raw, like with Mankind and Triple H, you know, at, at that time. But once again, at that time, I was all Nitro at that time, so I didn't even see it at that time. Then he came, went over to Extreme Championship Wrestling and then did a little stint over there from like the, the late 90s, 97 99, to 99 with the Full Blood of the Times. I remember the Full Blood of Times with... Uh, oh, I remember the Italian. Yeah, with little Guido and and and, and, you know, and all that. I remember, I remember yeah, the football Italians, and uh, he was a, a part of it for a short amount of time. And they uh, used to call, say he's from Southern Italy, and they, they tried to throw him in there. But then after uh, ECW went under, he did he did the independent circuit for about twenty years. And like I said, he went from independent circuit here. And a couple of things there, and then 2010 went to uh, he had to stop in TNA. And this at the time where I know everybody was uh bringing bringing in TNA stuff, and he was there try, do, doing a little thing with the uh with the what they used to call EV 2.0. That was the extreme version 2.0. The the whole each of you guys that came into TNA stuff like that. But it was only for that one year. So I don't you know he 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 was a legend in the business. A lot of people came out and expressed their uh grief for some, for this man passing away died died young 58 years old is not old anymore you know what i'm saying and i mean i will i'll be blessed to live to see that age but I, but you know 
everybody would love to see you can always live longer you know what I'm saying enjoy more life out there but so uh god bless him bless his family he, uh, he gets condolences from me and uh may he rest in peace i didn't want to do this podcast without mentioning him but i do know that my knowledge of him is not as broad as it could be because he he was before he was before my time and then the times that he was trying to make a do stuff other places i wasn't watching that company so you know there you have it there but i, I will honor fallen wrestlers on this podcast as i as i usually do so hey, for sure. yeah let's go on to uh to let's start off with this first and then we can go into the the the, the, the drama so we all love netflix right i mean i know right. i do and I have been binge watching the UPN shows that, that has come on there. Which, by the way, side note, Flo, I finished Lovecraft Country. Love oh. that show. And I finished. Finish, and I finished the boys. All right. I finished both of them. So when we, when I, I told Sway when we ready to talk about it, we gonna talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But because uh, I was, I wanted yeah, to do episode sure. reviews. What you say? Yeah, for sure. I got to get in on that. Yeah, I see because both them shows were great. So, but I, I just, I just side note. But on net, on Netflix, I've been watching all the the uh, UPN show. Well, some of the UPN shows. I I wasn't a fan of all of them, but uh, I've been watching that. But we got news that Vince McMahon is getting a documentary on Netflix. Netflix and WWE Studios are producing a Vince McMahon four-part documentary. Now, here's the thing. I love Netflix contents. Netflix does great documentaries, four-part documentaries. I've seen some great documentaries. Here's As soon as I seen it say WWE Studios, I said, this is not going to be the story you want. And what I mean by that is they're going to pack this thing with so much fluff that Vince going to have a cushion falling out of a uh, 100-story building. Because if you want if you want to find out the true... Uh, Vince McMahon got a lot of shit. Like, I would love to sit back and listen to the whole story of Vince McMahon, Vincent Candy McMahon, but to, to, to know the, the, the down the dirty, the just the unbiased stuff, because they're going to make this man like a saint. And we all know that Vince McMahon ain't no saint. Ain't no saint. At all. And they're going to make this guy look like they're not going to talk about him in a negative light, which they may think is a negative light. In other words, you're not going to get a dark side of the ring type documentary like you are with... WWE is not going to talk about you know you know the uh, the uh, suitcase that what was in that suitcase that got Jimmy Snooker off you know what I'm saying what's up with the you know the steroid trial the racial insensitivity all that all that stuff that Mister Man is accused of for especially the own heart stuff all that stuff that man he's he's not going to be painted in a negative light that's just that that's just right there would I like to see a documentary sure it'll be something new something to check out and but. It's like with somebody who is so wrapped up in controversy or somebody who's so wrapped up in, like, he, he he's 70-something years old. He's done a lot in his life. 
And, you know, somebody who actually did, he didn't come up in privilege like everybody thought he did. Like, he came up uh, hard. He really did come up harder. But the shady stuff that Vince McMahon has done and some of the things that I would like to get his uh, his opinion on it or his side of the opinion on it, but I just know that the, some of the things that deep, deep down that I want to know is not going to be in there. And, by the way, Chris Smith, who is the guy who directed the Fighter Fest documentary, will produce along with WWE Studios. So, I mean, I did like the Fire Fest documentary, but remember they had the they had the Hulu one, they had the Netflix one. The uh, Netflix one, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I I, I watch uh, both of them. So, uh, just real quick, uh, your thoughts on that? I'm sorry. I I said, your thoughts on that uh, when it comes to this having his own documentary? Oh, um, I mean, that's cool. You got your own documentary. I am in no way, shape, or form going to support it because he's a piece of shit. So, (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. No. Like, and we're going to get into it too with, you know, with the rest of the topics, but like, you were doing some damn near. I don't even know how this shit is legal. The shit you've been you've been doing this year. I'm not supporting yeah. that man in his documentary. And I know they're gonna try and sugar. They're gonna sugarcoat the hell out of it. Yeah. The man said. The, the man said, "Nigga on TV." Like, are we kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, no, I don't care. I'm not supporting it. I'm not watching it. Netflix. I don't know what you're doing. There's a lot of wrestlers who could have gotten a documentary. I don't know why you picked Vince Kennedy McMahon. They, well, you know, they, right. they, they probably picked because Vince, because he does got a, a compelling story. The question is, is it going to be a truthful story? But right now, the wrestlers, because Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 is being filmed right now. So they oh, wow. are filming Season 3 of Dark Side of the Ring. The question, we like, we don't know what the stories are or who, who they're interviewing or, or, or how, I think it's going to be I think they got a 13-episode season this time because of how successful season two was. Like, it was season one was successful, and then, of course, season two was successful as well. Real, real successful. So, uh, I don't know what stories that they, they're probably going to do, but they're they're filming Dark Side of the Ring season three now. So, but uh, the events, it's, it's just not going to be what I think everybody is going to think it's going to be. And it doesn't help because now WWE has come out and they have suspended WWE uh, superstars Twitch accounts and uh, cameo accounts. So there are superstars that are no longer allowed to have Twitch accounts or have cameo accounts. And it just was suspended. So, a lot of people that was known, like me, Yims has been taken down. AJ Styles has been taken down. Pages has been taken down. And she was the the, the, the most uh, vocal one about her Twitch, her, her, about her Twitch coming down. There, I, I don't think Biggie has his cameo anymore because Roman Reigns and uh, <coughs> Biggie been using cameo. And Big E was the one that was making the most uh, off cameo in the past year. And 
I, 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 I'm just like you. I don't understand how this is, uh, you know, uh, legal. How is this legal? Yeah, like, I, I, I truly don't understand. It's, it's amazing how, you know, power is just flaunted so much around the United States. And I'm like, I don't, I truly don't understand how this is stuff that you do for employees, but you, we have already known and it's already been stated these people are not employees, they're independent contractors, but yet you still control these people. And some people are out there and you, and you, you may be falling in line with the, well, these people still got a job, stuff like that. Look, look, let, let me, look, I get it. Okay. And I know it says a pandemic and when somebody doesn't have something and somebody else does have something, they want to make sure they throw it like, be humble that you got this. I understand that. But, you know, you also got to say something also, also too. This pandemic, if I, if you have given any of these performers, these wrestlers, a choice that if they want to work this pandemic or they would rather be safe at home with their families, I will guarantee you 90% would have chose the latter. Because they, even though they said that, hey, you're not going to lose your spot or nothing's going to happen to you if you want to stay home. Yeah, if your name is Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. But you, if your name is Apollo Crews, if your name is, uh, uh, well, I mean, if your name is Drew Gulak, you can't do that. You know, you, you got to be at work. Vince McMahon did, had, didn't even hold up during the pandemic. And once again, WWE just... Two months ago, got safe uh, COVID treatment at their uh, performance center. They haven't been getting that all year. People that's been coming in there and they were taking people's people's temperatures and calling it a day. They didn't have a testing. They didn't have nothing until that outbreak came and hit them late in the summertime. (coughs) And all all them superstars were missing. And then they try to they try to write it off and say you know injury or whatever the case may be. No, they had the COVID, and now down in NXT they have another breakout of the COVID that happened, which is another reason why I think NXT is not part of Survivor Series this year. But I, I'll get I'll get to that later. And it's uh, you know, people are sitting here like Paige is upset. Paige came out and she says I can't with this company anymore and i understand where she's coming from because she talks about and she gives it all for this company but and yes she's still paged and she still has some media stuff to do but she says throughout the most part i'm sitting in my house going crazy because she had a career neck neck a career neck injury which by the way she doesn't blame sasha banks for she blames it for the fact that how often that these got uh, these wrestlers have to work and they don't have no time to recover the body. You know? Right. Uh, her having a job and making a little bit more money than you probably are at McDonald's does not necessarily give you the reason to just throw it and tell she's to be humble. Because she says the, the one thing that she loves to do, the one thing that she's supposed to get paid for is to be a wrestler. Now she can't be a wrestler, so she, she tries to do things to get her mind off her not wrestling. And that's what her Twitch account was for. 
So she uh-huh. said it wasn't about just making money. I mean, she still pays. She's still she's under contract. She's still gonna make some money. It wasn't about making money. It's about starting a family, and that's how it is because you know that out there because you have yourself a podcast, you have yourself music, you have yourself a platform. Just like I have myself a platform over here, and sometimes it's just a it's just for it's for the love of doing it. It's for the passion of doing it, and when you are trying to come in there and manipulate. So, uh, somebody's you know stuff like that that's that's almost an evasion of privacy and right. AJ Styles had his son on there on the Twitch account that's his Twitch account and then it, it, it was a it was a way to like I'm gonna talk about games I'm gonna talk about this I'm talking about that look we all everybody knows the shit that 2020 is and knows what the fuck is going on in this world and I'm like every it's like every day, no matter what, if I go on YouTube, if I go on Google, if I go on Twitter, no matter where I go, it's something about the, the bullshit that's going on in this world. And sometimes, everybody, everybody needs an escape. Everybody needs an escape. So, can, can so Q, can you imagine, like, if you would, uh, you, you, uh, um, deliver food, right? And you're under contract yep. with them, and your job is to deliver food. But then, yet, say if you know, say there's no food to be delivered, stuff like that. But they're telling you you're under contract, you can't go work nowhere else. And then, so you're like, all right, well, since I can't work at the moment because there's no deliveries to be made, I want to do my music. Well, then they try to take control of your music because they look at that as a third party way of making money. But yet, you, the, the, the job you're paying me for, I'm unable to do. So how is that fair? That is right. This isn't even connected to your like. Which which I I I don't understand. So it it, they have slowly been taken down. There has been reports that wrestlers, a certain wrestlers, have gone to Mister Man and tried to, you know, sway his mind. I guess, but he ain't budge. And you know, a lot of the, the the Twitch stuff came down. I don't know what's going to happen, like with up, up, down, down. I don't know what happens to that. You know, I don't know if they told right. it because because see the, the, the probably the, the different things with the new day and Xavier is new day is one of their top acts, and Vince, whether people want to admit it or not, has a he has a favoritism problem. If you making him money and you're at the top of the chain, you have more liberties. Then say somebody at the me, me and him got no chance of getting her channel back. None. Bianca Belair, who was just starting, because I, I I watched her YouTube stuff, she got no chance of getting her channel back. Uh-huh. If Roman had a Twitch, Roman could get his Twitch back somehow. But it, it would have never touched it. it. It wasn't even wouldn't even never touched it. But there's some people out there that with, with, with their Twitch account and Paige is one of them, and. I can understand her pain, but the question is, I'm like, what do you do? Because JR has made the, the remark before that you can't even get wrestlers to agree on what to have for lunch, let alone try to boycott something. So once again, I don't want to, I don't want to call people selfish, but once again, like Roman is not in Paige's shoes. You know, and I'm not saying that Roman is not, you know, doesn't have a moral code, you know, because, but when things like this happen, just like when things like this in America happen, you know, the small people, they, 
they can make the noise, but it gotta be the people in power that gotta have a moral code that could be like, look, this is not right. We gotta join this fight so it can be it be it be good and equal for all of us, not just you know, because these are your you know say your friends, your coworkers, people that you gotta work work in the work in the ring with, and, and like I said, now AJ Styles is a top act, but for them. For, for them shutting down AJ Styles stuff, I'm just like, wow, this thing is getting pretty serious. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I was but, like, but yeah. I mean, but the thing is though, even though he's a top act, we have been hearing about AJ having trouble with the company. So. Yeah. Ever since uh, the Good Brothers got fired. Oh yeah, see, and yeah, the, the, the whole uh, rivalry with him and Paul Heyman, yeah, that 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 right there. That too. Yeah, a lot of that stuff, you know doesn't work but just them you know being able to do that because it, 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 Richard Man's the kind of guy that in his universe he has to have, he has to have control you know right. and that's what a lot of these rich people out here do they, they gotta have power it's like he doesn't it's like he gets mad when uh superstars find a way to make money without him yeah he, without he, his input Rusev Day man we never forget man let, Rusev he did Day. Not Rusev Day, and it was over the fucking moon. Rusev Day was over. Before Rusev Day, even though I don't mention this guy often, unless Quattro's here, Zack Ryder got over on his own with his YouTube channel. He was the first one, and they they they, they took it. They messed up his YouTube channel, and they didn't do nothing with the Zack Ryder push at all, and. That, uh, the the Rusev Day stuff, even the Bad News Bear stuff. The, a, anytime somebody was like, "Well, fine, I'm gonna get mid character and try to get it over," and if they don't want it to get over, that's why you think AEW exists because of something like that. Yep. The reason why AEW exists is because they didn't want it. Cody was like, "Look, I don't want to be Stardust," and they said, "Well, you got to be Stardust." He said, "Well, fine. If I'm going to be Stardust, this is let me do the storyline." They said, "No." Which, by the way, they're giving the, the storyline that he wanted to do with him and his wife to the Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Ridiculous. So, really? So now he like, all right, I'm gonna go start. I'm gonna go run the Indies. And come up years later, start my own company. Now look what Cody's at. Yeah, now look what Co- now look what Cody's at. And you could have just had that talent, but you ain't. But just said you did not want that talent. And now if the if, if these superstars like everybody ain't gotta be miserable or everybody ain't gotta be working like you do. Once again, everybody family don't travel like Vince's family travels. Right. Vince got his brother in law. Vince got his son. Vince got his daughter and sometimes his wife. They travel together. The only other family that's traveling like that is the Mysterios. So, oh boy, that storyline's ass, by the way. It, it, it really is. It really is. But they're the only ones but that... Yeah, tra- it's, like, it's like I said, like Vince doesn't like when people make money without his input. I mean, without like... He wants to have credit. He wants the credit. That's what it is. He w- and if they make money without him, he gets—it's like I don't know. It's like he's jealous. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, it, 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 hater. It, it's uh, it's, a, it's a short way of putting it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a power trip thing. It's an all power trip thing because there is no house shows. 
They have been in Florida since March. March, okay? And this pandemic, you know, said was trying to turn the curve. Certain people don't want to pay attention to it. And now we're in the second wave, especially as the winter months is hitting. And we're the only country that can't get it shut under control. Now, they don't have no, they, they, they don't have no live events. There's no, that, that, not that much pay-per-view buys. Because everything, one's on a network. And two, like I said, it took a while for people to come around and say, I'm not watching an empty arena show. You know what I'm saying? It, it took a while for that. I mean, the, it took them to, to look at the NBA's bubble to figure out, oh, snap. We could put fans in here and and pipe in some 2K noise. You could have, you are one of the biggest companies there are. You could have been did that. You could wrestling was before before basketball came back, before football came back, or started before baseball uh, came back, before even UFC is trying to come back, before all that shit even happened. They were the ones that kept on going. They could have figured this shit out. But they didn't. They stole. You know, they, yep. they they stole the idea, and and then now that that's that's the idea of what it is. But like, so what do you expect these superstars to do? They they trying to keep one from be, being sane because even though it's like okay, well we're down here in Florida, like okay, we we got to record. But here's the thing: everybody don't live in Florida. Some people got to go fly back to, you know, Texas, California, yeah. New York. Atlanta, Philly, Canada. They they they, they got to fly back, do do all the the security and stuff. Make sure they don't get sick by living their everyday lives. They come back to keep getting tested, and then make sure, you know that that at their neck like that is taxing, in itself. Especially if then they was recording like two shows or three shows a day, so they got like two weeks off. Now they got to do shit every week. They gotta, they gotta record raw, fly up, then fly back. You know, saying a week. They do. They gotta keep doing that. And that. Then now, Vince talking about so they, they want to try go on the road. Road where? Road where? Where they going? Because I, I, I don't know what other. Because I'm telling y'all, whether y'all like to hear this or not, it, it's probably stuff. Probably gonna start closing back down again. That's just, that's just, that's just, that's just the harsh truth about it. So once again, when there's no money to be made, these superstars gotta find a way to one keep themselves sane and two to make some money. So I don't even know personally how. Like Paige said that she's talking to a lawyer, and I don't know if that's going to go anywhere because WWE has had a decent defense team for decades now. So to even crack. I mean, I hope so too to crack that foundation because this ain't the first loss. Of the, like their defense team is crazy good. It's almost like OJ's defense team. Like really, like you, you gotta oh, have money. To have, you gotta have money to have these kind of kind of people because you know they they beat the steroid. They they beat the uh, CTE kid. They beat all that stuff. At least to my knowledge, and them. So you you gotta really come correct with it. But I, it, and it breaks my heart because I'm just like, I'll be honest with you, Paige. If we ain't got the backing from the top guys in the business to be like, hey, this ain't right, then it's not gonna it's not gonna get much. 
Yeah. And the only thing, the only thing she could probably leave was like she tried to force stuff out of her contract and try to go over to AEW. But then once again, you know AEW's in a bind. Like, cause what you want to just hire Paige just so, just so she can use Twitch? That don't make sense. I say because Paige right now can't do anything for her because she can't wrestle. Mm-hmm. So you know it's it, it's really hard. It's very unfortunate. So um, I want to see some kind of change, but you know, say it's just it's just I I I, I don't know how it's going to come. Speaking of unfortunate, uh, I don't I know you're not probably fam- familiar with the wrestler Kaylee Ray, but she I know name. yeah she recently retired from professional wrestling because I think it was due to mental health. Uh, she was supposed to go against uh, Diana Perrazzo, uh for the Impact Women's Championship at Bound for Glory, and it was saying that she was a no-show. Usually when wrestlers are a no-show, that's nothing but that's, that's bad news. Like, that happened to Brian Pillman, then we found out he was dead. That happened to Eddie Guerrero, we yeah. found out he was dead. Happened to Crispin, uh, and we found out he was killing people, then died. So, you know, when, when, when you hear people don't that have an event and don't show, that happened with Vader, and he passed away. And, uh, that, that broke my heart because I was looking for Vader. That happened with China also. And I'm like, anytime you hear somebody that doesn't show, they want to check quickly to see what's happened. But they did find out that, um, you know, uh, fans were concerned, her, her friends were concerned. And uh, she uh, told everybody that she was doing fine, but that, that she is no longer taking bookings. She's truly sorry for the pain I have caused, the miscommunication. She's currently unwell, she says, and she has no longer a professional wrestler and moving away from social media. That that's that killer right there. And uh, mm-hmm. this is um, the is that what she? That's what she said, right? Yeah, I'm about, I'm about to actually about to read you the quote that she says. This is verbatim right. on her uh, Twitter or Instagram. I'm truly sorry for the pain I've caused and miscommunication. I'm currently unwell. I'm also sorry that I wasn't able to get this out before your monthly subscription changed. I wanted to take this time to say I'm no longer a professional wrestler and I'm currently taking a break from social media. It's been very hard. It's been a very hard decision to make, but please understand. I, when I am well, I will try to fulfill any obligation that I have missed during this time. Most tears will not be able to be fulfilled Please feel free to unsubscribe from this membership Patreon her Patreon account. That's what it was. She put. Thank you for your understanding. So she put that down there and uh, on her Patreon, and uh, she, you know, it breaks my heart when this happens to people because, like I said, I don't. I'm not a professional wrestler, but the life of a professional wrestler is taxing. And I can only imagine, because look, AEW don't get no slack from this neither, but to perform this the wrestling and same thing with Impact, like sports wants to still go on because America wants their sports. But the thing is, look, I go to work, you know, every day. My wife goes to work every day, but the difference is I work from home. You go to work every day and you're going out there with them people. So, so, so is your fiance. And after a while, you know, it's just like, okay, if I stay in my little bubble, 
then you know what I'm saying I, I, I can be okay but you know what I'm saying you be worried because things be knocking it, be, it feels like the, the walls are closing around you and then you have judgmental people who have not walked a day in your shoes trying to tell you how to live your life during this pandemic I'm not saying that that's what the case is happening but usually when somebody mentions social media this is the unfortunate stuff that comes with it unfortunately now here's my thing um uh I I'm trying not to go into that direction uh huh but um the way 2020 is man do you think maybe she retired because she like I, I I read where she was saying uh where she was um saying like I needed to get my mind body and soul right with God usually when somebody throws God in there they feel convicted of something oh I see what you're trying to say yeah so like I'm not trying you know not I'm not trying to put on the tinfoil hat but like what if she was just like trying to jump in front of something like alright something's about to get Something's about to go left. I need to go now. I mean, look. I don't. There are possibilities because, like I said, we don't know I'm anything. I'm not hoping that. Yeah. I mean, that's I, just the I, feeling I got. I mean, I, I, I do understand what you're saying because I'm gonna talk about that actually about somebody else. But um, I do understand what you're saying. I, me personally, I'm a kind of guy that try to keyword tries to give the benefit of the doubt. Because I, I, I'm like, it's like I said, I understand. I said I put a tenfold hat on. I try to, I try to get the benefit of the doubt to saying that you know, that this woman, you know, is in, is in pain. Like I said, she's a decent wrestler. Uh, you know, it, it's not like she she has a long history. I mean, well, she in the Indies, of course, yeah. But uh, you know, I knew her from her little stint from AEW. I think she was in the May Young Classic for a little bit, and of course in in, in Impact. But uh. So I, I do think that she, you know sometimes even with 20, the way twenty twenty is going, I do also believe that s- sometimes you had to get your mind right with God if, if that's the direction you want to go in. Period. Because the, uh, you don't know what kind of abuse it is. Like uh, NXT just had a uh, another COVID breakout outbreak. Excuse me, and Bronson Reed. Uh, I know I don't know if you're familiar with Bronson Reed. But uh, thick boy. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah, I know the name. He he came a comment and said, one thing I have learned in twenty twenty from this uh COVID is that you deal with some truly selfish uh, I don't know if he said mfers or if he said you know uh that would have been a word to use. Yeah, and I think because he probably went out or he probably had a party and somebody probably had had the COVID. And then they didn't tell anybody, and they just spread it. And right now, you're you're living in a world, especially when you're a wrestler, you're living in a demanding world where this is the shit you got to deal with every day. People, everybody, whether we want to think so or not, everybody don't agree with a, of the right way. Let's put it that way. Right. Everybody does not does not agree with the right way. Some people still think this uh, virus is a hoax. Some people still think it's not that bad. But once again, it's not about you. It's about everybody else. 
And I think when, when Bronson Reed said that, it, it brought things to light. Like, you know, she could very well be like, look, because remember, she works, she works for Impact. Impact ain't got no fans. They got no Thunderdome. They ain't got no budget like that. First of all, I don't even know how I don't even know how people are getting paid over in Impact. Be honest with you, but uh, you know, it's it's, it's then you, you got to wrestle with these people. You you I don't even know if Impact Wrestling has the same COVID procedures that AEW and WWE have because those two come from money. And like I said, I don't know what the money looks like in Impact right now. You know, say and, and I don't know if they use all their money to, 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 to try to buy superstars like the Good Brothers. But I'm like, I, it's like when you look at the production of their show, it's like okay, yes, obviously they got some money to hold a company, but the question is, they don't got the WWE or AEW money. So, <clears throat> working there could be, you know, could be a little bit harder, and some people's minds could just be, you know, just breaking because like, like social media. Not only just you know her being attacked, it, it could be you know things that she could be b- believing that people make fun of or don't agree with her with, or just about what's going out in the world. E- every day you're turning on something. It's a constant battle between you oh. know of good and evil. It, se- it seems like you know, so, and then it so, it could it 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 could wear on you. And when you got to go into an environment where. It, you know, it just, just like you experience it. It's hard to go into an environment where everybody don't think like you do. And what I mean by that, it's like, if you have an opinion of just being a good moral person, everybody don't think like you do. Right. And you, and you, and you gotta, you gotta deal with that shit, man. And that's, you know, that, that's the, that's one of the hard things about working. It ain't like everybody's coming in and be like, Hey man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we know we, we we all gotta mask up and we gotta we, we, we gotta vote and we gotta do all this like everybody ain't thinking that you know so everybody's just not on that train which especially in the, in the wrestling business you know sp- especially at the wrestling business at all so that could be where a toe on her so like the jury's still out or, or what it or what it could be I, whatever it is I hope she you know. He gets healthy enough to face it. Like I, I don't want her to, because like I said, when 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 people hear that she ain't show up for Mouth of Glory, they're, they're thinking like we've had too many suicides. You know, especially right. in twenty twenty alone, and you don't want you don't want that to happen to somebody. Exactly. So you 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 want to hope for her best recovery. So whatever if she if she's look us being Christians, if she's if she's trying to find God, that's for her and God to, to determine. To figure it out. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, if if for her, you know, for her to heal on. So that's that's definitely. I I just know that I, I'll give her. You know, so right now the benefit of that I don't know anything, but at, when it comes to somebody having to retire from something that they love and having to step back and leave, you know, what I'm saying it's very it's very unfortunate um, that that happens. So I I just, just want to make sure I, I I you know talk about it in, in good taste. But something I can uh, rant about real quick is because uh, Miro, my man Rusev, we just talked about Rusev Day, came out and he made a comment which I personally at first did not like. You know, and he he made the comment of saying that 
you're not a true fan if you complain. Fans are somebody who just deal with what they're given. And I said, wait, wait, wait. When does that work ever? Seriously. Because I, I, I don't understand. This only happens for, and I hate to say it like this, from, from WWE guys. And I don't know what they told to say up there, but that is an asinine statement, to say at least. Just real quick, because he says um, that uh, he, he doesn't care because everybody, some, some people that don't like his best man gimmick in, in AEW, he says, if I could have found a pink Mickey Mouse shirt, I would have probably wore that. That's why I'm not. Ha- that's why I'm not happy. If I could have found the pink Mickey Mouse shirt, I would have gone out there with that because I don't care what you th- uh, what you think about my clothing. I don't care what you think about my gimmick. I don't care about any of these things because, quite honestly, I don't care. I'm the best man. First of all, if you say I don't care that many times, you care. And uh, yeah. he said, uh, um. He believes fans are critical, even if he was pushed as a main event. He said, if I came to AEW and became champion on day one, there were going to be 90 other million people who were going to be like, oh, well, look at this. He's just another former WWE guy just coming in and, t- and taking the title. And look, we have Hangman Page in the Bucks and everybody else here just waiting for the opportunity. So you have that. So if you're going go now. What he said about fans do are not patient with just wanting a quick payoff. He says, "I think uh, what we have done, and it's not just the fault of wrestling, but just a just a society. We want the quick turnaround right away, right then and there. We don't like waiting for episodes to come week to week. We don't want to wait thirty minutes. We don't even want to wait." For, for ads, we don't want to wait 30 seconds for ads because we just want the final product, product right then and there. I actually agree with him on that of how sped up everything is today. That's why a lot of wrestling storylines don't get time for the slow burn because nobody doesn't want the slow burn. However, right. the, it's just that the part about the fan, like, because Goldust said this uh you know, a while ago, and even Xavier Woods hinted at it when he said something about it uh, a couple of years ago, and it's like people are people are criticizing the product, and once again, they they call people like not fans that they're critics. Now, <clears throat> I've been a fan of wrestling since nineteen ninety two, and like I said, I've watched good wrestling and terrible wrestling, okay wrestling, good wrestling, average wrestling. I've watched all kinds of wrestling if you're a fan of something if you're a fan of something and you love it that much then that's where you that's what you being critical comes in at it's a natural human if you're a fan of a football team basketball team or any kind of sports team 
and they lose, you're going to be critical of that loss because that is one of your favorite teams. You're going to tell, well, this coach needs to be fired or we need to get this player on our team because you're critical of the team because you love the team that much. That's when it comes to sport. Same thing when it comes to video games. If you love that game and the game just doesn't do something right and it plays shitty, like, for instance, for of what he's saying is all the fans should have just been happy with 2K20. No, we shouldn't. No, we should not have been happy with a game like that because the game came out, it was incomplete, and it was trash. And if I'm going to be paying my money to, you know, to support this game because I'm a fan of this product, then I would expect to have a game that's, you know, delivered to me the right way, not a piece of shit. And I'm like, so where do you even come off Saying something like that because some people are going to be criticized. Uh, are going to criticize you? Like I know, well, I don't know, but it must be tough getting all kinds of criticisms all the time in your social medias, your DMs, whatever the case may be, about your character or why don't pe- why don't you stand up for yourself? But people don't know what's going on behind the scenes. That it, it got to be rough. But to call these people not fans and they're, they're just critics and fans just accept. You know who accepts stuff? kids do because they don't know no better but the kids are not paying for WWE Network kids are not paying to come see WWE kids are not paying for the merchandise on WWE shop kids are not signing up on the end well some kids might but uh, I was about to say you know going into into the, the Thunderdome you know why because those kids have parents, and if the parents support the kids or or respect what the kid likes, they invest in that. And I'm sorry, the last couple of times that me and you went to wrestling shows, uh, I, I I've had my kids there, but I'm just saying. But I've seen a lot of adults there because they're still a fan of the product. They're still a fan of professional wrestling. They're still a fan of of how. <clears throat> the storyline stuff that goes, if the if it was all about the kids, WWE would not be nowhere near where it's at today. Nowhere near. So if something is terrible, or it's like, look, we we can have a better storyline, then yeah, the fans are going to say something about that. But you can't call us not can't call us not fans because we don't agree with everything that you do. Now I can say. The IWC, as they call the internet wrestling community, you know, can, can be kind of harsh. And you got people in there that just judge everything. They just get mad at literally every fucking, like, nothing makes them happy. But as a fan, I'm like this, look, 2020 sucked, right? And then it's like, okay, we uh ha- had a situation that it, of, of having somebody, you know, without having fans. But if somebody says, hey... Can you make a, a, a top 10 list of the good things for 2020 in wrestling? I can because Drew McIntyre was a great thing in 2020. The Hurt Business was a great thing in 2020. <clears throat> the you know, Tribal Chief. The Tribal Chief is an excellent thing. If that, if that Paul Heyman reveal was in a crowd, that the, the stadium would have erupted. Would have erupted. 
uh, cinematic matches for the the majority of the part were positive this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I enjoy NXT taking the, the old WCW Halloween Havoc, Great American Bash, War Games, and all that stuff like that. They they, they brought that back this year. I can find things. The Royal Rumble was excellent this year. This before the fans left. So you can find yep. things that was good in it. And, and so, But I understand the marks that be out there criticizing literally every single thing that they do. But I'm like, no, as a fan, this is the stuff that I enjoy. This is stuff I, I, I really truly enjoy. Stuff, but you know, there's going to be things I didn't enjoy, such as Retribution. I ain't, I don't, I ain't like the group. I ain't like the group when it started, and I, I, I wanted them to get rid of it now. The way that they booking Keith Lee on Raw, don't like it. Oh my goodness! You know what I'm saying? I just, I, I just don't. I, I, I wasn't, you know, a fan of that. Uh. I, I'm, you know, uh, uh, well, I can't say I didn't like WrestleMania because I, I thought Russell, like the Boneyard match was great. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought a lot of things. Yeah, no, no, I thought a lot of things for WrestleMania. Cool. I thought a lot of things for WrestleMania is good, but uh, there, there, there's certain things. You know, what I'm saying if you sit down and, and go down the list, it's like there's stuff that I, I don't like. King Corbin. I don't even know why he's still king. Like get get rid of that gimmick. Uh, yeah, right. Why are we still doing it? Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? I, I don't understand. I, I don't. I don't like. Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series, which I'm about to get into in a minute, because that bothers me, and I, I'll tell you why. But yeah, I, I just want—I I just want to get that mirror thing out the way. But since I mentioned it, Survivor Series is going back to Raw versus SmackDown this year, and I'm pissed off. Before I get into, are you into? Now I had fun over at your house last year because we, we we was watching survivor series we had we had, had your brother and stuff had your sister over there oh and, yeah yeah it, it was uh-huh. it, it was dope i had a fun time over there had bets going on and everything like that one day i hope we can do that again right. but uh i do not like raw versus smackdown survivor series how do you feel about them um i mean just the, it's the only time they do it so i'm here i i don't i don't care i'm not mad at it Okay, so this is the reason why I, I put this on the outline because real quick, because as soon as they said Raw versus SmackDown, I was just like, <sighs> and it's not because of the theme Raw versus SmackDown, but there's a couple of reasons why I don't like it. Number one, there's nothing on the line. What made Survivor Series cool was there were things on the line. Mm-hmm. Bragging rights, nobody cares about bragging rights because... Half these people that you're going to see on Survivor Series is not going to be on the same show. They're going to be switching shows within three to four weeks or three to four months. Then they never stay committed with the the uh, draft since uh, they brought it back, to say the least. Right. Number, you know, and another thing is like when I think back to Survivor Series, like. The, the five man elimination matchups, they they do that on regular TV now. That used to be a special thing for the pay per view. That's having those kind of tag team matches is kind of like having a money in the bank match on Raw. You don't, and then you do it multiple times a week. Like you don't do that, and that's the problem. Like when they do eight man or ten man tag team matches, you're doing a Survivor Series match on free TV. That's not how it used to be. Which and it so it kind of kills the match by the time the event gets around. So it's like, so how do we make it special? If you want to do Raw versus SmackDown, 
that's fine. But here's the thing. Since you don't watch baseball, correct? No. Okay, so when baseball has their all-star game, the winners of the all-star game get home field advantage during the World Series. So if the AL wins, the AL gets home field advantage no matter what their record is. If they make it to the World Series, they get home field advantage. If the NL wins... The NL gets home field advantage during the World Series with, uh, if they win the All-Star game. It's something to win for. Survivor Series has nothing to win for. So a lot of people was like, why do they even have the draft in October? Right, and you're asking people to talk about some, we're going to fight for brand supremacy when you got these people that's, that's only been on the roster for, what, three weeks? Mm-hmm. I suppose I should be repping raw, where some people had an idea. I listened to um, Solid Monster said, "Why don't you have it after uh, survive?" Uh, what you should do is have it before the draft. That way, you you have built up a year with these with these raw SmackDown guys to fight for their company, and then if say if Raw wins Survivor Series, they get the more draft picks coming up. Or if SmackDown wins, they get the more draft picks. So that way, it's like, oh wait, every time we see the the, the, the draft, it's three go to Raw, two go to SmackDown. Well, what if three go to SmackDown, two go to Raw? To switch it up and say because SmackDown won a Survivor Series, or since they they wait so late to do it, why not? Like I said, if SmackDown wins, they get the number thirty spot in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Or if Raw wins, they get the number thirty, the, the thirty spot in the World Rumble. Like you, you have to to go f- for something because they cannot survive off the brand name by itself. Because to be honest with you, I was dig. I'm just like you. I was digging the Tribal Chief Jay Uso storyline, and I'm like, well, you can definitely. Uh, have them do something at Survivor Series or even have the Tribal Chief go up against the, the next person in line. And then you can do the Fiend and Orton or McIntyre, whatever the case may be. And the Survivor Series matchup you do is Retribution taking on the uh, the Hurt Business so Hurt Business can finally get rid of them. That, you know, that, that's how you book a, a story. When Raw vs. SmackDown first happened, uh, it was 2005 Survivor Series. And they was just like, well, why don't we get, and this is, the, 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 the draft has been going on for two years, uninterrupted. They said, well, why don't we get the best of Raw and the best of SmackDown to, to go at it? And that was a damn good match. And that was the return of The Undertaker and all that kind of stuff. So, and SmackDown won. Now, uh, they only did a concert one time in 2005. Then, you know, uh, as the, the bragging rights pay-per-view never worked, and then, I, like I said, I used to be a fan of Series, but then now with the Raw Spend, so they kept they kept doing it every fucking year, and I wouldn't mind it if it just meant something. What's the point of doing the whole let Raw invade the, the, the uh, SmackDown um, show and the and the SmackDown invades the Raw show, and then they are uh, teaming up and, and and being friends with each other to to, to win what? Bragging rights that, that nobody cares about. Yeah, honestly, that 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 right there 
bothers me. And I was hoping that they would just say, like, they, they would just give us something. Give us something to, like, want to fight for to get us invested in. Because right now, at, at this day and age, Raw versus SmackDown doesn't even sell itself anymore. Because, once again, you're asking for Raw versus SmackDown when the, the guys that are on Team Raw or the guys that are on Team SmackDown have barely been on each show. Like, you're, you're, you're trying to ask the, the New Day to go up against the Street Profits. It, would I love to see that matchup? Sure. But Street Profits has been on Raw for almost a year. Right. Or a year and a half. And uh, the New Day been on SmackDown for about three years. And now he's supposed to switch. He's supposed to be like, well, I rep blue and you rep. That makes no sense. Like, it loses the luster to me like that. Like, like it's 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 got man. It's just like if if I'm bad boy, and then next thing you know, there's Death Row over there, and then I switch companies like in a week, and I suppose I'm supposed to ride for Death Row on the max. It don't feel right to me. I've been with Bad Boy for years. That's my family over there. So it's like you, is Biggie supposed to just turn on Kofi and Woods because he's on the blue? You know, it's 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 just never booked right to me anymore. And I hate that Survivor Series has fallen so much down, you know, d- down the wayside of what it used to be. You know, I just, yeah. I just, that had to get out. Along with, um, you see, Vince got another name change going, right? You know what? I'm not mad at this one, though. Really? I don't like this guy, man. Uh-huh. You uh okay, I know that you didn't like the guy now, but well, Matt Riddle, uh, got his got his name dropped to just Riddle, and the jokes have been coming. <clears throat> Everybody's saying this man, a damn mystery. yeah, like they're gonna say this man gonna be this add the R, then gonna be the the Riddler, and then you know <clears throat> Vince man gonna capitalize on that, and I'm just like, I don't. Underst- like Vince has dropped so many names before in the past some have worked some didn't need to go such as <clears throat> Antonio Cesaro who's just now became Cesaro Alexander Rusev and he just became Rusev we got used to those names but then here go the category for the better Buddy Murphy I don't mind Buddy Murphy but then when they when they took off Mustafa and it said Ali, I'm like Ali. No, put Mustafa Ali back on there. Uh, I'm getting used Gable. to get Gable. He they just gave him a whole new name. They did. I'm glad he got Chad Gable back because the, right. the Gable and the Shorty thing wasn't working. Then you have um talking about team hashtag team Olympian. Oh please! But right now, I'm, show's already in her business. I don't know where Jason Jordan oh, is yeah. at, so I, you know, just I just I, I, I can't get what I want. But uh, um, they also did they dropped Cian Amos, and he's just Andrade. I don't mind Andrade too much. I got used to it, but I'm yeah. just like, but he I always had the name Andrade Cian Amos. I, I I just love that you know full name. But I'm just like, but uh, Big E Langston went to just Big E. I'm not. I have no problem with the Big E thing, but Matt Riddle yeah. to just Riddle bothers. It kind of bothers me. 
a little bit, and I'm like, it, it don't, it, it just don't, it don't sound right. I, it, he's like a joke. But Matt Riddle came out and said, "Look, he's fine with it. He actually prefers it." And you know, the straight corporate WWE shit he's supposed to say. Dave Meltzer made a report here. Don't know how true this is, but came out and said that the reason for the name change is because WWE does not want people looking up Matt Riddle and seeing all the, uh, you know, the sexual oh, harassment yeah, the allegation. allegation he's yeah. accused for. That's according to Dave Meltzer. Don't know how much wine that holds, but uh, you know, that's what he says it is. But I'm just like, but. I don't understand. They tried to do something with China. I'm like, I don't understand. You know, so if you type in Riddle and that person still comes up, he's still going to have, if there's a link to him, he's still going to have something linked to him. So right. I, I, I don't I don't get the logic in that one. I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to last that long. And people was wondering, well, Tony got your, the WWE contract. Which he signed in 2018, so it will be up in 2021. But we don't know if he extended that because he's on the main roster now. But I, I don't. I just I don't, there's certain things that WWE does. And I'm like, I just don't like that that you mess with stuff. And Keith Lee is one of the prime examples. I hate that they they didn't take his name, but I hate what they did to Keith Lee. This man got a singlet on. Yeah, they did everything else to him. Like they they changed his music, which is fire. I I I don't like the new music. I like the old music. I like Keith Lee coming out in the uh, trunks, and and then this is wristband. He looked intimidating that way. He they they made him cut off his facial hair. He got that that annoying ass soul patch. I hate. He got that annoying soul patch, and I don't know about you, but I know Keith Lee's a big dude. But for some reason, that black singlet he wears makes him look fatter than he did when he didn't have it on. Yeah, because it's it's small. Yeah, I'm like, it, it like, bro, like it's you a about big to big dude in a small singlet. Uh, exactly, I'm like, I, I, it it don't fit to me, and I don't understand why you feel as though that that is the better version of Keith Lee. Have take it all, and once again, this does this with, with all the guys that are big. Kevin Owens still wears his shirt. You know, he when Killian Dame came up there, he put Killian Dame in a singlet, and I was like, this looks terrible. Like, like he gave him a whole old-school wrestling thing. I'm like, it, it, there's a reason why it worked in NXT. There's a reason why it worked in the Indies. You don't need all that. First of all, I don't know why Braun Strowman got this all this camo on and this Under Armour shirt and these, these camo gloves. Now I'm like, what is yeah, all this, this about? This, this military, Vaughn Strowman. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I don't understand what that was about. He, he was fine the way he was, and I'm like, but then he could have kept kept his shirt off. Roman with the shirt off is fine, but I'm just like, but you know, uh, I don't understand <coughs> why you, you're doing all these kind of changes, and especially when it comes to Matt Riddle. I'm like. Don't turn him into no cheesy Riddler ca- character because that don't work in 2020. Those characters do not work in 2020. I'm sorry. Like, like even if the hurricane came back, 
that's not going to work. I mean, Hurricane, people like the nostalgia, but that's not going to work today. And especially, not, that's why I named, not named the, the Riddler or, 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 or Riddle. This is not, it's, just, it's not, it's not going to work. I had to bring it up because um, that to me was just, just trash. All right, guys, before we finish up the podcast, I'm going to uh, give you guys the Wednesday Night War where NXT did Halloween Havoc. And man, I'm going to tell you something, they, they killed it this uh, this past yeah, I week. Yeah, I seen my guy with the uh, Rey Mysterio. Uh, oh, yes, uh, uh, Escobar. Yeah, 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 he had the, the Raymond Show 97 thing going. So, that yeah. is my thing. Has, has Shazi Blackheart been winning matches? Shazi Blackheart. I don't know why they promote her like she wanted them. Like, every time I see the results, she loses the match. She lost the last two matches. Now, did it, they, they promote because she was the host of Halloween Havoc. She didn't, she didn't fight. She didn't go against no championship like your boy Gargano. So, she ain't doing it. She was just a hosting yeah, right. because. Her character, her you know, mental character, like she housed at the moon. So it was, it was something to give her, her like to give her a hosting job for Halloween Havoc. And I thought, I thought she did great in that role. She didn't have no match. She didn't. They wasn't promoting her to a championship to go up against next in line and go up against Io. No, she lost, and she lost to Candice LeRae, and she lost in a tag team match. Candice LeRae. That's why Candice LeRae was the one that got pushed up. And she had the match. Okay. Yeah. So no, but they've been doing a lot of promoting with her because she it, she's the host. She was the host of Halloween Havoc. So we have that, and then of course we have the uh, main event between Kenny Omega and Pe- uh, Pe- Pentagon Junior, which was all great. So we about to get into the Wednesday Night War. Right now, we're going to Wednesday Night War because NXT had Halloween Havoc. They're bringing back Halloween Havoc, one of my favorite WCW pay-per-views. Like I said, I'm a huge WCW guy. Mark, I was raised on WCW, even though I know how trash WCW was and some and just so much stuff that was in there. But WCW had a lot, lot of good things. And Triple H for, for NXT has been re, re, uh, bringing back a lot of WCW things with Halloween Havoc, Great American Bash, War Games. It's all WCW stuff If you for those who are too young to remember that. And uh, AW, we're going still for the more the, uh, the championship tournament that's going on with an awesome main event and an awesome opener. So let's get around to NXT Halloween Havoc. Shazi Blackheart is the host for NXT uh, Halloween Havoc, and we're starting off with the uh, the spin the wheel, make a deal, North American Championship of Damian Priest versus Johnny Gorgano. For the North American Championship. And so Shazzy Blackheart spins the wheel. And we get a Devil's Playground matchup. So that's basically a hardcore Falls Count Anywhere kind of matchup. And uh, <clears throat> we have a, 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 a guitar solo that's there. Damon Priest is already in the ring. Shoots to the, to the crowd to get, you know, have his old Damon Priest. He lights up. Then Jago Gano comes out and messes up my set, man. Because we get a Halloween Havoc set. We get the big jack-o'-lantern right in the middle. We even got a graveyard by the by the uh, the ringside. Everything's just set up for, for Halloween Havoc set. And then Gordon's Gorgano do. He comes out with like a Bosco or something and just slices the pumpkin. And it inflates all the heel work by Gorgano. Uh, so... 
well, people, a lot of people don't have seen mentioning this that Damien Priest is sending an homage to Sting because he has the, the Sting gloves on you with the writing one from WCW. So I like that he has, has the Sting gloves on. And the, uh, the, the match gets started. Uh, they, they both get some uh, fighting in the ring. Damien Priest is taking very advantage of it in the beginning. Uh, then we go or to the outside and then you know with, with the weapons so get, getting involved and everything like that. So uh, I thought I thought both guys. Uh, did good. There's a whip into the steel steps to try to slow Damien Priest down. Then uh, Gorgano uh, grabs uh, the kendo stick, and then but Damien Priest grabs his nightstick. So there's like a little standoff between the. Uh, I thought he was gonna swing and like break the the candlestick with the nightstick as Gorgano tried to block it. I thought that would have uh, probably been cool, but they just decided to go to a commercial break. And so they're going to the fire top of the ramp, and then they're going up into where the spin the wheel, make a deal thing is at. And then uh, all of a sudden, uh, Ghostface comes out. Yes, Ghostface from Scream comes out, and then it kind of, he hits uh, Damian Priest over the head with like a like a tombstone or something like that. And then Gorgano kicks him off, and he falls to like this hornet, like this little shack that was set up right there. And then Gorgano walks down, pins Damian Priest, and becomes the new uh, North American champion. I was like, wow. Was expecting that. So it looks like we're probably going to have a Gorgano couple night tonight. At least that's what I thought. So as we're back, uh, we got uh, Vic Joseph dressed up as Waldo and, and Wade Barrett just as Bad News Bear. I got some bad news. And then, uh, so we get back to commercial as we see Cameron Grimes asking where we go, like, what's going on with this Hornet House match? Tell me something, Okay. But Pat McAfee, Orny Lorcan, and Danny Burch make themselves to the ring. And he talked about uh, how we have his second best night in NXT history. The biggest being TakeOver 30, of course, when he debuted. And he was running down that Adam disrespected him. So he calls man Rich Holland. That didn't end up happening because Rich got injured, unfortunately. So, uh, but no. Uh, before I have it, Kyle O'Reilly makes his way out. So Kyle O'Reilly is out there. And then uh, Pat McAfee's taunting him in the ring. And then uh, all of a sudden, Pete Dunn music hit, and Pete Dunn comes out, and that man is toned up. Pete Dunn looks good, like a million bucks now. And he, he walks in with two chairs, gives one to Kyle Riley, but then attacks Kyle Riley behind him, and they they all beat him up. So then they stand over Kyle Riley's body. So it looks like this is the team that they're going to get together for war games, obviously. So Pat McAvee, I, I probably was will be of course Rich Holland. And us in that spot, but Rich Hot got injured. He's injured more worse than they thought. So we got Pete Dunn and then Owen Lork and Danny Birch and uh, Pat McAvee going up against Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era just rules the war games. They end it every single year. So uh, I figured that they might as well continue to uh, be in there. Then uh, we get Cameron Grimes asking what we're gonna, like, like, what is up with the match? Like, how do you win? What's the pitfall? He's like, no, just go outside. And we go outside, the van pulls up, and it's like Michael Hayes that comes out with the free bird stuff. But I couldn't hear what he was saying because the motor was too loud, the music was playing too loud. And then he's going to drive Cameron Grimes to the location. So now we got Jake Atlas taking on uh, Santos Escobar, who is rocking the old school 1997 Phantom Rey Mysterio stuff, which I like. You know, shout out to Rey Mysterio. If y'all have not seen Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero from Halloween Havoc 1997, do yourselves a favor and watch that matchup. Like I said, WWE had some good things in there. I know they had a lot of trash in there also, but they did have some good gems in there. 
And from 97 to 98, because that Halloween have it, they had Goldberg's best match with Goldberg versus DDP. And then you had Eddie Guerrero versus uh, Rey Mysterio. So both matches I recommend you guys go and check out. This match didn't really uh, hit it along as Santos Escobar hits a fan of driver with Jake Atlas. Hopefully we move on from this uh, few, I guess you want to call it, as he wins the matchup. So uh, Dakota, uh, Ember Moon is talking about uh, has Dakota Kai in her sights, but that match is going to happen next week. So unfortunately that doesn't happen. And then Shasha Blackheart tells us that the, the Haunted House of Terror match is next. So now we get the... Uh, Dexter Lumis and Cameron Grimes a cinematic matchup they pull up to the house I was hoping this was not going to be like a house of horrors type thing but it turned to be so much better uh, they go into like this one story house uh, so one story house always made me scared anyway so uh, Cameron Grimes is looking around but as he's going you see Dexter Lumis like lurking in the trees and everything like that. And he got that, that that just weird look uh, he, he enters the house and he sees a referee in the corner and then he turns the referee around the referee is possessed and then uh Loomis comes out and then just does like a, a straight horror movie, and then they start attacking. Starts attacking him, but uh, Cameron Grimes, you know, fights it off, and then uh, he goes to like the bathroom to hide. He sees a lady in the shower, and he he's like, "Come on, time to go shower." Cameron Grimes, but uh, she he opens the shower. It's a zombie. I don't know if it was a yoga structure or whatever it was, but she was bending over. They had a lot of talented people playing the zombies like they were going all out for that scared camera grounds goes right back out and then like busts the wall it's uh dexter loomis fight him some more and then he, he it's more so camera grounds trying to retreat uh they go into the kitchen camera grounds trying to grab a, a weapon but there's more ghostly woman that comes and jumps on his back and then i it was zombies and ghosts and stuff everywhere i was eating all of this stuff up so camera grounds trying to run to the van to escape uh from the zombies, but Dexter Loomis is uh, the driver of the van, and he gets out and literally starts running and just runs down this long road, and it says, to be continued, and we're going to come back to see what's happening with Cameron Grimes. Rhea Ripley is uh, going up against Raquel Gonzalez, and I have to say, off the back right now, the best match I have seen Raquel Gonzalez in, this actually kind of sold me on her a little bit, because I was just like, she just like the, under the big bodyguard for Dakota Kai, and wasn't too much of a worker, but after seeing this matchup, she is a pretty good worker here. Uh, uh, Gonzalez is a superplex on Ripley, pinning her for two, but then Gonzalez goes for the one-arm powerbomb, but Rhea escapes and hits her in the back of the head, and she's stunned, and she gets the uh, the rip tie, and then Rhea Ripley wins the matchup. So, uh, we are back to Cameron Grimes. He's still running out of road. He ran all the way back to the Performance Center. <laughs> he ran all the way back, and then, or the Capitol Wrestling Center, excuse me, the CWC. And then, uh, he gets, uh, but before we get back there, Drake Maverick dressed up as Hulk Hogan. And then all of a sudden he's being interviewed. And then uh, we get some guy just dressed like, like the giant. And then the other just as the Yeti or the Yeti. And then they're doing the whole double bear hug thing. And he's in the middle just sounding like Hogan. And then Killian Dave comes as a shock master. But he's like, wait, hold on. You didn't, do, you didn't do the trip. So he puts the mask on and trips on his own. Classic WCW stuff. From Halloween Havoc, you have to love it if you're a WCW fan like I was in the mark. It was this great scene. That's from that was from Halloween Havoc '95, I believe. It before Hogan and the Giant, they had the old the monster, the uh, monster truck thing, which was stupid. But uh, 
That whole dog bear hug. That thing right there just bringing back memories right there. Dexter, uh, not Dexter. Cameron Grimes gets uh is in there. And he comes back into uh the the rain, which like it's all smoky and eerie now. It doesn't look like it's the rain. That's the same one that we, we we have with the fans there, obviously. And uh, it changes to the rain. Dexter Loomis appears behind him. How does he get back there? It's a horror movie. Who cares? Uh, those across the ring a little bit. Cameron Grimes tries to uh fight him off or anything like that. But there's a then and then he gets spine busted by Dexter Loomis. Another zombie comes and jumps all Dexter Loomis and gives him a cross body. And then <coughs> Dexter Loomis gives him the little rock bomb choke combination. And then he makes Cameron Grimes pass out. He wins the matchup and it comes off the end afterwards. Dexter Loomis wins the matchup. It was great. I enjoyed it. And now Sasha Blackheart dressed as a devil is getting ready for, uh, you know, who's going to spin the wheel. At the commercial break for what the match is going to be for Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. Tommaso Ciampa says he doesn't recognize NXT anymore. And it's because, you know, attitude has changed. And then, so he's going to take it out on Velveteen Dream next week. Uh, main event time for the NXT Women's Championship. Candice LeRae taking on Io Shirai. They spin the wheel. And it's a tables, ladders, and scares match. Oh, TLC is here. Let's raise up the belt. They raise up the belt. And then, uh, with the match gets going, Candice pulls out a table and there's a bag underneath there. And she pulls out, it's like empty body parts, like fake body parts, something like that. Io Shirai starts hitting her with them. But then, you know, uh, they set up a ladder bridge on one side of the ring. So, you know, what's going, you know what's going to happen there. Uh, as Io, as the dash set up and then Io's on, on the announce table, Candice hits Io with this laptop. And I'm like, yo, she like hit her with that laptop. That day just came out of nowhere. I was like, "Whoa, that uh, 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 that was that was something cool right there." Eo gets the chair, starts tossing them into the ring. Gives Candice LeRae a suplex on the outside. Goes back in there, has a chair that's unfolded. Gives Candice a suplex onto that chair. Candice LeRae, man, I give props to her all the time because she will go out there and risk it all, and got no got no problems of her being a woman or not. She will go out there and risk it all. Uh. Candace sets uh, up a ladder up in the corner, and then uh, she tries to climb the ladder, but then, you know, uh, Eo takes her down. There's a spot that they, they, she says she pulls out two tables that have, like, a chalk outline on these tables that's on the side of the ring. And then um, Candace has Eo on the apron, but uh, this is before uh, before that. Eo has a, a chair. Can't try to kick her while she's on the apron. Has a chair. It gives like a dragon screw. It hurts her leg with that. Never seen that before. I thought that was uh, very creative. Uh, Candace and Eo both on the apron. They go for the swinging neck breaker onto the tables. And then all of a sudden, uh, Ghostface is back out. And we're like, who is he or she? And he, uh, they accompany Candace up the ladder. They put her on the shoulders and climb up the ladder. So all Candace got to do is just grab the belt. But then Eo Shirai is there. Not Eo Shirai, goodness. Uh, Shazi Blackheart is there and gives Ghostface a uh, electric chair drop on the pile of chairs that Eo Shirai has in there. Which, by the way, she tried to do a moonsault and missed the moonsault back early in the match. I forgot about that spot. Then Eo Shirai comes in as Candice about to reach for the championship and push the ladder over. And Candice goes hip first into the ladder bridge on the outside. Eo Shirai wins it. I really thought it was going to be a, a, a couple's win. Here, but uh, I 
you know what? That was a great matchup, and that was NXT take. Uh, that was NXT. I think it was just NXT Halloween Havoc. So I really enjoyed that. <clears throat> and now we gotta go over to AEW Dynamite. So uh, for Dynamite, we have uh, uh, Dasha interviewing Warlow before the match starts, and then MJF. Uh, let's say everybody know that. Let's get something straight. If Warlow wins his tournament and beats the champion, I become the AEW champion because Warlow's under contract with me, which means he's my property and, and I'm your property. Is that right, Warlow? And then uh, Warlow's like, yeah, you got it. Kind of regrettingly. So uh, we, we know that, that the, the break is coming up. But then Sammy Guevara comes up to MJF and says, uh, what a nice way to talk to people. Max, I'm not your buddy. I'm not your friend. And tonight, I'm going to make sure you never join the inner circle. And I'm just like, so Sammy Guevara is clearly not part of MJF being part of or even thinking about joining the inner circle. And then uh, we're there for the first matchup. We have Warlow taking on Hangman. Uh, Hangman. So um, War, they, they mentioned that Warlow's on a nine-game match win streak here. So uh, <clears throat> this matchup is, is really good here. Uh, Warlow actually shows off a lot of his athleticism in this thing. And Warlow really can break away from MJF and really be a dominant player in this thing. He uh, sets up at a page for the F10. The page he, he, he rolls uh, after he hits him. Page rolls to the outside uh, to get the distance out the way, and then uh, he uh, Warlow tries to go and carry Page, but Page hits the elbow shots, and Page do walk across the ring with a fallaway slam, and uh, but then Adam Page has two, not one, but two buckshot lariats to. Warlow and wins the matchup. So if he wins, you already know who's going to win the other side. So we can have that matchup, which I think is going to be an awesome matchup. Eddie Kingston uh, is going to take on Matt Seidel. Uh Obviously, Kingston comes out and talks about how he never was, he never lost a battle royal. You see uh, Lance Archer on the outside, and uh, you know he just cuts a good promo. Then he goes up against uh, goes Matt Seidel, and then. He uh, applies a, like a sleeper hold to him, and then uh, he said he, he said it's a tapping. He wants Matt Sidell to say I quit. So he makes him say I quit. So uh, we have Excalibur had a sit down interview with the Young Bucks, Mark uh, Matt Nick Jackson, and uh, FTR. I missed this segment, but uh, I, I heard some some people said it was good. Some people said it wasn't too good. So I don't want to, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to see the segment. But it was time for the, the Inner Circle Town Hall meeting. Obviously, this is a play that's been going on. It's a play of what's going on, obviously, in the world that, you know, they had the president had a, a, a town hall meeting along with uh, Joe Biden and all stuff like that. So uh, people were at, it was weird seeing people ask, like, MJF what it's going to be, like, you know, uh, how, how, how's he going to... Uh, be on the inner circle stuff like that. So uh, MJF said, you know, that there, there are financial benefits for joining the inner circle. Show off the charts. He had his little chart out there displayed. The inner circle's earnings would spike if he had joined the group. And then uh, he said MJF to try to turn on the inner circle. Did not MJF's teeth down the throat. And he said, "Come on, guys, I'll never turn on you," which is such a heel thing to say. And then um, Eric Bischoff returns. So Eric Bischoff makes his way back and he uh prompts the famous John F. Candy question. Uh 
he says, not what uh, he, John Kennedy says, ask not what you can do, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. So he says, so what can you do for your circle? It says one word, friendship. Got a boo out of that. And then, uh, you know, AJ was like, he said, I fully believe once I joined these great men in the circle, I can learn how to be a team player. And Chris Jericho says, Chris Jericho is a people down and you put, uh, pro- possess many of the same traits. Uh, he said, but what is one of the things that if you join a circle that you guys want to be, uh, you, you will k- kill each other basically. And then, uh, he wasn't really answering and the jerk wanted him to, to, to answer Bishop. And then he says, well, after all I gave you, what, what haven't I done, Christopher? And then, uh, Chris Jericho said, you haven't beat me, which knew was going to lead to a matchup. So he said, I'm going to give you a chance at full gear on November 7th. If MJF beats Chris Jericho, he will allow him to join the inner circle. That necessarily means he's going to join, but he will allow him to join the inner circle. So Ortiz is like, no, 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 man, look. He said, uh, you know, he said, hit him. And he's like, I can't speak for anybody else, but, you know, we don't want you part of this group in the first place. So, you know, it's going to be a riff in there between MJF and the circle. I'm curious to see how it's going to be. So, um, we get the first ever Lumberjack match for the TNT Championship. Uh, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy taking on Cody. And then out, out there we have, uh, you know, of course, the, the Nightmare family. And with Arne Anderson, we had the best friends out there. So, everybody's being... Uh, lumberjacks. So, uh, you know, the first time they go out in the ring, they, they toss him back in. Then there's like a, a brawl that pops up, and then Cody does the famous suplex of Orange Cassidy from the, uh, the top rope to the outside, or all, all brawling guys on the outside. And um, the, the, the time limit is coming down. Like we still got a time limit matchup on this this day. We don't want to go to a time limit draw like last time. Uh. John Silver starts making his way down to the ring for the Dark Order. And then when referee was distracted, John Silver then he took off uh, Cassidy's head with a, with a pump kick up from the outside. Arn, uh, Arn Anderson ducked Orange Cassidy. And uh, Cody was oblivious to all this stuff I did. And then he connected with the crossroads and Orange Cassidy and, he, and Cody won. This is the little slow plan that they do of the heel turn that's going to be coming. Darby Allen was scouted next for Cody, and it's going to be Cody to go Darby Allen for the TNT Championship at full gear. So, um, I missed, there's a backstage of uh, Kip Sabian, the best man, Miro, taking out uh, Trent and Chuck Taylor, you know, the best friends. I would love to see that. Um, the newly crowned NWA Women's Champion, Serena Deeb, uh, versus uh, Layla Hurts. Uh, which this is a this is a uh, a matchup where I'm glad Serena D got the NWA championship. I don't know Thunder Rosa still is going to be with NWA, obviously, but um, you know I, I, I like Serena D a lot. Hitch one of four a a Hurch one of four. I didn't say pronounce it one of four moonsault, but Serena D rolled out the way. Serena uh hit uh starts punching her neck and then. Hits her with net breakers. D Castro with an arm and uh, got, the, got the submission hold on her and made her tap out. So that's what it was. Uh, then we get uh, Alex Marvarez interviewing uh, Sheeta, Hakura Sheeta, 
And then uh, she said, Dollar Rose, you want me? I want you at full gear, said Sheeta. So it looks like we're about to get the rematch between Sheeta and Dollar Rose. Which I was like, is there any more build to this? Um, Sean Spears, okay, I'll tell you about taking on a jobber named VSK and then make his anime debut. He kind of, he quickly beats this guy. And then uh, there's a guy in, a, in a, like a Mantar helmet outside talks to Halloween candy and he gets mad at him and pulls him in there because obviously he's in a feud with uh, Scorpio Sky kind of trash locker room a little bit and comes to find out under the Mantor mask is Scorpio Sky and then Scorpio Sky attacks uh, Sean Spears I was like okay well Scorpio Sky is obviously going to be good as a single star I guess he's done with SCU so uh, that's what it is. Kenny Omega taking on Pentagon Jr., which is supposed to be Ray Fix. Ray Fix got injured, and it's the semifinal. So you already know, Hangman hey won. Kenny Omega, the cleaner, is going to be winning. So this matchup, awesome main event here. There's only one spot I just don't like when it comes to these AEW matches is that Kenny Omega is tossed to the outside, and then uh, Pentagon hits a Panama Sunrise to Kenny Omega. Uh, from the April year, they had the, the level stage to the stage on the outside. Then brings him in there to get him his finisher, the package pile driver, and Kenny Omega still kicks out. See, there's certain things I'm like, look, I understand the fighting spirit. I understand you're trying to make a good matchup, but that's one thing, in my opinion, you do not kick out of. You know, at Pente- the package pile driver is Pentagon's finisher, and then you also get a Panama Sunrise on the floor on their level stage. No, I, you gotta fight that back out. But then one, there's only, and then he also breaks Kenny Omega's arm. The Pentagon does the pullback and breaks Kenny Omega's arm, but then he can't, he can't even use that. But then he hits the one wing angel one time, which is a very protective move, almost one of the most protective moves in wrestling, and beats Pentagon. I'm just like, he can fight through that. I'm just like, look, I, I love the cleaner Kenny Omega. I ain't gonna lie to you, but there's something I'm just like, man, don't even set up for that move or have him reverse that move. So he'll take all that kind of damage and then try to kick out. It's just less entertaining to me like that. But that was uh <clears throat> that that was AEW. Guys, honestly, this week it, it goes to uh NXT Halloween Havoc. NXT killed it. They actually beat him in the ratings this week. So you know, that, that was pretty good. But what did you guys think? Did you guys enjoy NXT Halloween Havoc? Post any comments down below. Make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. For more wrestling content right here on NC Studios. And make sure you guys finish li- listening to the podcast. Listen to this on audio. Alright guys. So that was the Wednesday Night War. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Like I said, I, I, I enjoy NXT spanking that ass this week. And uh, that is all for the uh, No Gimmick Scene of Wrestling podcast. Actually a pretty short one here today. So I appreciate my main man Q Flow for the rookie. Sticking out and joining me in there. Oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah. So, uh, make sure you guys check out spacesfully.com. That's going to be a part of. Check out all the content they have on there. Uh, Lulu and Pop. Lulu Pop Horror Show. Both sides. And uh, the Market Dark Show. Check out the, the Nerd Coalition's uh, content over there, which is the No Gimme Seated Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gas and Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts Over Tongue. Check us out on all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, all that great stuff. Check us out on YouTube on YouTube Premium for the for the little uh, 
co- uh, for the podcast snippets that we do put up. Make sure you guys uh, also check out the realnerdcoalition.com. Make sure you guys get your Nerd Coalition Studios hoodie and Nerd Coalition Level Up hoodie along with your Q-Flow layover hoodie. And, of course, you got to go out there and, oh, don't forget the, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast hoodie. And you guys also got to go out there and fight COVID-19 with uh, the Nerd Coalition Studios mask and the Level Up mask. They're real comfortable. I got one here. Um, it's a it's a white one. It's only because they have available right now. I'm trying to see if I can get can get it in a black. But yeah, get those masks. You know, to help support and everything like that. Check out the the War Drum by Q Flow, and then also wherever you guys get your music on title on uh, Spotify and all that great stuff like that. Make sure you guys check out my main man Q Flow as he's doing big things. 2020, obviously, you know, a year today, body back. But you know, so I, I think things are gonna be even better for you in 2021. Oh, yeah. I think so, man, because this, I mean, you know, culturally this year has been terrible, but personally, this has been the greatest year of my life, man. Yeah. Like if, I I said, really gave you guys, if I really sat here and gave you guys a list of everything I did this year, this is honestly one of the greatest years of my life. But that's that's neither here or there, man. No, I mean, Just I... Make I, sure y'all watch y'all hands. Oh, yeah, no, I understand. I, I, I understand that as well. Uh, so guys, that's it for the No Gimme City Wrestling Podcast. Shout out to my other co-host, uh, not Deion Sanders, but Prime Time, wherever he's at. Hope he's doing good over there. And um, once again, this is NC a place to be. Children, Mr. Andy, and the man, the myth, the reality, and the revolutionary. Q flow for the rookie. All right, it's been real. Y'all take it easy. All right, and take us out. <laughs>tell who really loves the outdoors for one thing there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck there's your garage full of toys from dirt bikes to wakeboards and there's your cooler full of mountain dew always at the ready because when it's time to get out there you know climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat a cooler of ice cold mountain dew that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod to your four-wheeler mountain dew get out and do